today on Transforming Lives. And, and, and Festa, Paul recount in uh, Acts chapter 26, he said, I saw the vision from heaven. I heard the voice of the Son of God. He said, I'm calling you to open the eyes of the Gentiles, to preach repentance and forgiveness of sin, for them to turn from wickedness and to turn to the living God. And then he said to King Agrippa, he said, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. You see, Paul was saying to, 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 to the Corinthians Christians, he said, the, res the resurrection of Jesus is not a fake tale. It's not a figment of your imagination. It's not something that we just made up. A lot of people saw that Jesus and they are alive. You can check the story. Jesus is alive. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Amen. Also, not only... Is the, the resurrection uh, uh, the fact that the fact is embedded in prophecy? Not only is the is there a historical fact, but it is also a prof, uh, progressive evidence. There are progressive evidence. When, when I say progressive evidence, I mean it is happening right now. People are experiencing the resurrected Lord right now. If you are sick in your body and God touches your life, because by the stripes of Jesus Christ. You are healed. You are experiencing the resurrected Lord. If you come to repentance and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and he changes your life, you are experiencing the resurrected Lord. Amen? Paul said it this way. He said, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according, say according, according. to my gospel. Paul called it his gospel. Amen? In essence, what Paul was saying, it is personal. I have experienced it personally. I have experienced the risen Christ personally. That's what Paul could say in Galatians. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Paul was saying the risen Christ, the resurrected Christ, is a, I'm experiencing him in my life. It is not something that is in the past. It is something that I'm living every day. Oh, do I have some witnesses here? Do I have some people who are witnessing the they're experiencing the, the resurrected life of Jesus Christ? You see, Jesus's, I mean, Jesus changes your mind, changes your heart, changes your speech, changes your attitude, changes the way you behave, changes your relationship. When Jesus comes into your life, everything is changed. 
Say everything. everything. It is not something that you just uh, 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 go pour, uh, explain in his testimony concerning what happened to him. Amen. In Acts chapter 9, the Bible tells us that Paul had a letter from the high priest. He was going to Damascus in order to, to bring the, the believers back to Jerusalem in chains. And why on his way to Damascus, Paul said about himself, he said, I saw the light. And I heard the voice of the risen Christ. And he said, Paul, Paul, I mean, so, so, why are you persecuting me? He said, it is not fate for you to kick against the praise. And he said, I fell down um, from my horse and I, I, I was blinded. And Paul, who was this great man, zealous for God, trying to, uh, 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 after the Lord, trying to persecute the church, was met by the risen Lord. And for three days, Paul spent fasting and praying. And Jesus called his servant Ananias, one of the persons that Paul was going to arrest, and said to him, I, I have a, a servant who is praying. Gave him the di direct address and said, I want you to go to him and lay your hands on him because he is praying. And he saw a man named Ananias come and laying his hands on him for him to see. Ananias said, Lord, are you serious? Is this the right person? I heard about this man. I mean, he, is, he has, has uh, um, letters to come and arrest the, 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 the believers. Jesus said, don't worry. He is a chosen vessel. Say chosen vessel. You see, when Jesus touches your life, you become a chosen vessel. He changes you from the inside out. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. He changes you. Paul also in, in Acts chapter 22, when he was arrested in Jerusalem, the Bible says he asked the, the satyrion for him to talk to the people. And then he was telling them about what, what happened. He picked up his story from, from, from Damascus. He said, after I got born again, after I got saved, after I got delivered, I went into the city, into the synagogue, and I, 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 I discussed with the people there concerning Jesus Christ being the, 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 uh, 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 the Messiah. And how he rose from the dead. And they tried to kill me. And they put me through through the, 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 the city, um, um, and I escaped by the basket. And then when I went to Jerusalem, I tried to reach out to the believers. But God said to me, he said, they will not accept you because of all the atrocities that you have done. Go a far place to the Gentiles because I'm calling you. Paul was saying to the, the, the believers, or, or the people, the Jews, I have experienced the resurrected Lord. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. You remember the, the famous uh, 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 um, disco with Paul talking to King Agrippa and, and, and Festa. Paul recounts in uh, Acts chapter 26. He said, I saw the vision from heaven. I heard the voice of the Son of God. He said, I'm calling you to open the eyes of the Gentiles to preach repentance and forgiveness of sin for them to turn from wickedness and to turn to the living God. And then he said to King Agrippa, he said, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Paul was saying to his son Timothy, 
oh, I'm experiencing this right now. It is my gospel. And I can tell you, the same thing that Paul experienced with the transformation in his life, it is the same thing that happened to me more than 30 years ago when I went on a youth camp and I heard the gospel. And God touched my life. and changed my, my purpose. Changed my heart. Changed my outlook. And you can be the same. You can experience the same. For those of you who may be watching or, or over television or, or on social media, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I want to challenge you. By your knees, repent, like Peter said, for the time of refreshing will come to you because Jesus is alive. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So we see, concerning the power of the resurrection, remember, say remember. remember. Say remember the facts. You have to remember the facts. Don't never forget that Jesus Christ, his resurrection was prophesied. His resurrection is a fact. It's, a, it's embedded in history, and his resurrection is progressive. Mm -hmm. It's happening right now. Amen. The resurrected Christ is still touching lives. Amen. Of all the religions around the world, there is only one empty tomb. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. Can't find him. It's an empty tomb. You see, I said to you earlier concerning the scribes and the Pharisees having a, a, a light saying that the, the disciples stole the body and they hid the body. Now, if you and I know, if anybody wants to investigate, especially the authority, and you say the body was stolen, all you need to do is to go and find the body. For 2,000 plus years, they have not found the body. Where is the body? Because it is resurrected. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for you. Jesus is alive. Say hallelujah. But let's look. Let's look at this passage. The Bible, one, uh, we should remember the fact, the second thing is consider the power. Say consider the power. Say, consider the power. Notice what Jesus, uh, Paul said. He said, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Amen? Now, when you look at it, Paul was talking to his son Timothy, but Paul was talking to all of us who will ever read the scripture. Paul was addressing Timothy, and in that passage, in, 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 in um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, you will find out that Paul addressed Timothy and he talked about the Christian believer and how you need to behave. He likened the Christian believer to several different uh, uh, um, attributes. He called him a son. He called him a, a, a soldier. He called him an athlete. He called him a farmer. He called him a diligent worker. He called him a, a servant. You see, Paul was speaking to his son Timothy and was letting him know that you need to consider the power of the resurrection. Amen? And that's why he was saying, consider the power. Amen? Now, when you look at it in verse 1, in um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, he said, uh, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace 
that is in Christ Jesus. Say, be strong. In the grace. That is in Christ Jesus. In essence, what Paul was saying, there is a supernatural power that gives you the ability to stand for God. That gives you the ability to fight for God. That gives you the ability to serve God. He said to Timothy, be strong in the grace. Say grace. Say grace. Say grace. He said, the grace of God is God's unmerited favor. And when he's saying to you, be strong in the grace, what he is saying to you, and, and being able, being empowered by God to do that which God wants you to do. Amen? And he said in verse 2, he said, endure, you therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. No one who was entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be your soldier. You see, Paul was saying to, to his son Timothy, you are my son. Be encouraged, be strengthened. But you need to understand, not only are you a son of God, or a son, but you're also a soldier. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So, so as a soldier, what you need to do is sustain, sustain. Sustain. You see, to understand the power, you need the power of God to stand. There are things in our lives and in our society and in our nation that is trying to get you away from God. You need to be able to stand. Sustain. Amen? You need the grace of God to stand. You need the power of God to stand. You need the, the enablement of God to stand. You need the Holy Spirit empowering you and strengthening you for you to stand up for God. Stand up for righteousness. He's saying, having done all to stand. Amen? You are in a war. The devil and all his legions of demons and evil spirits are trying to get you away from God. You see, the devil doesn't mind whether or not you say you love God. What he wants is that you don't serve God. Amen? Saying that I, I belong to God, it doesn't mean anything to the devil. Amen? In fact, the Bible says that the devil believes, but he trembles. So saying to the devil doesn't mean anything. You can come and you can say, but he wants your life to be ineffective. That nobody will look at you and say, yes, there is a child. Of God. He, he, he tries to stop you, deceive you, uses the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eye, the pride of life, uh, in order to squash you so that you can't do what God wants you to do. But Paul challenged the efficient Christian and he's challenging us. Stand, says stand. Having done all, says stand, says stand. Stand, that's why he said, stand up. Don't be afraid to stand because the Christian life, there is no retreat. The Christian life, victory is sure. Jesus is risen as our captain. He conquered the devil and hell. And he has given us the authority to march on. But you must stand. So stand. stand. That's what he said. Be empowered to stand. You are a soldier. 
Say it with me. Say, I'm a soldier. Say, I'm a soldier. Say, I'm a soldier. And as a soldier, you are to stand and to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? You are a soldier. Don't allow the things of God, uh, um, the things of the world, the things of the flesh, the, the deceitfulness of riches to pull you away from God. Jesus is resurrected. He's alive. And you are called by God to stay. To stay. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 verse 37, above all things you are more than conquerors. You see, when you stand for God, you will win. You can't lose because God will make you win. Hello? I told you here once uh, a while ago, I said, God has already fixed the fight. You cannot lose. Amen? You cannot lose if you stand for God. Because the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will always overcome. Yes, the devil may be strong, but you have a stronger one lady in the inside of you. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen? Amen? The greater one lays on the inside. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. As a believer, you need to know that your service to God and your work of, for God has to be uh, 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 something that you dedicate yourself to. You give it your all. Amen. You have to stand up. There may be persecution. There may be uh, um, hardship. But you need to stand. That's what Paul was saying to, 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 to Timothy. Don't be afraid of suffering for God. Stand up. Amen. Say so stand. The second thing he said, he said, you also receive the power to, to, to fight. Look at what he said in, 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 in verse 5. He said, anyone who competes in athletics, he is not crowned until he competes according to the rule. Or the King James Version says, if anyone also strives for mysteries, Yet he is not crowned except he strives lawfully. Say lawfully. In essence, what Paul was saying, remember you were talking to Timothy, stand up, right? But then he said, don't understand. Stand, but fight also. Standing is a, is a defensive uh, posture, means that I will not give ground. But fighting is to go against the enemy and take ground. Say amen. That's what Paul was saying. He said, any athlete, there is a race that we need to run. But any athlete who will win in their race will have to win according to the rules. Say according to the rules. That means there are, you will make yourself, you will, the, the athlete will prepare himself, but the athlete needs to know the rules that he has to be confined himself with. Amen? Because if you don't run according to the rules, you will lose. You get disqualified. Hello? I mean, we have seen a whole lot of people being disqualified because they did not act according to the rules. What are the rules of our race? This is our rules. Say hallelujah. God has put his rules about the Christian race in his word. And God wants us to follow the rules. So it's not so much that we are standing and being dedicated and being committed to, to winning, 
But we need to know the rules. We need to be obedient to God's word. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. It is not only the, the, the dedication, but it is the obedient, wholehearted dedication to standing and fighting, but wholehearted obedience to God. That's what he said. He said you should stand. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, we find even in right now there is the the, 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 the March, we call it March Madness, okay, the, the college uh, um, championship uh, uh, um, uh, tournament, um, the NCAA tournament, and right now I think it's to the Elite Four or it's the Final Four, the Elite, the, the elite Eight. The Elite Eight. Amen. Um, or it's, it's sooner or later it will be to the Final Four, okay? But the, the, the key thing is that several colleges get into the tournament. And then they play each other and eliminate each other when it comes to 32. Then the play it comes to the sweet 16. Then the play again it comes to the elite eight. Then the play it comes to the final four. And then two and then one. But they have to play according to the rules. But not just according to the rules. You can know all the rules. If you can't play, you won't win. So not only the rules, but you have to be delicate, dedicated to committing yourself. Amen. And every year we have the, we, we we witness something that they call the the uh, 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 um, how do they call it? This, uh, what's the name that they give? Oh, I can't. I, I, it just slipped my mind. But um, Cinderella. Okay, the team that that just come from way behind. And just mess up the whole bracket. I mean, all of us playing our brackets and know who will win based on the whole year. And then somebody comes from way behind and just mess up things. <laughs> and then, I mean, one year we had a Cinderella that was Florida, who was a, the, the Florida gutter. They, they, they won. They were, they were, the, they were way back, but they came all the way in front. They won. Them. Look, you have to know the rules and you have to be there. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, 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 uh, power to stand. Power to stand. Power to fight. Power to fight. And then power to serve. Power to Amen. You see, in order to consider the power of the resurrection, you need to stand. You need to fight. But you need to serve. God did not call you for you to just take up space. God desire for you to serve. Paul said, my gospel. Say my gospel. He, he was saying, you have to be a partaker of this gospel. And in, in, in verse 6 of this passage in um, 2 Timothy, he said, the hard-working farmer, okay, who sows, has to first partake of the harvest. Now, when you think about farmer, what Paul was liking, you were telling Timothy, he said a Christian is like a farmer. The believer is like a farmer. As a farmer, you have responsibility. Amen? Your responsibility is to sow seeds. Like I'm doing right now, I'm preaching the gospel, I'm sharing the gospel, but I'm sowing seeds into your heart and into your life. Amen? The farmer, the responsibility of the farmer is to cultivate the ground. Amen? And cultivating the ground is encouragement, ministry, uh, uh, having you come into the place where you can build relationships so that your heart is ready for the work.
The anointing of God comes to prepare your heart. The Holy Spirit works on the inside of you to prepare the ground. As a farmer, when the, 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 the crops begin to come, he has to prune. Make sure that it's not just spreading all around. He has to prune it in order to protect the crops so that the birds and the wild animals can destroy the crop or make sure that the crops, is not grow, uh, uh, crops are not growing all kinds of way. He prunes them. Amen. But you know about the farmer? Even though the farmer has to sow the seed, cultivate the ground, water the plants, prune the, the crops, the farmer cannot produce the harvest. Hello? The farmer has to trust God, who is the Lord of the harvest, to give the harvest. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So what Paul was saying to Timothy, God will give, the, your, make your life fruitful, but you have to do your part. You have to sow the seed. You have to cultivate the ground, your heart. You have to make sure that you water, get the word of God into your life. You have to make sure that you prune those things that are, are, are disturbing, those sin and those, those weights that are besetting you. You need to put them away. You need to make sure, but then you need to walk in faith, believing that God will do in you that which he wants to do. You have to be faithful as a servant. Amen? For this gospel to go out, for people to know about the resurrected Lord, for people to know that Jesus is alive, you have to do your part. Jesus can't do it. You have to do it. He will not sow the seed for you. You have to sow the seed. He will not cultivate the ground for you. You have to cultivate the ground. He will not water the plant for you. You have to water the plant. He will not prune the plant for you. You have to prune the plant. But the harvest comes when you believe that he is the Lord of the harvest. You can produce the harvest, but you have to trust him as the Lord of the harvest to produce the harvest. Amen. Your life and the fruitfulness of your life is dependent on the harvest that God will show. But you have to get ready. For the harvest. You know how sometimes uh, you, 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 you find people get into the harvest and the, the crops just poor? Because the people who wanted the harvest were not ready for the harvest. Or were not able to uh, 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 make sure that they harvest the crops re re readily. Amen? God wants to give you the harvest. But you have to get ready. So get ready. Say to your neighbor, say get ready. Get ready. Say to your neighbor, say get ready. Get ready. Say get ready for the harvest. The harvest is coming. God wants you to be faithful. Ready for the harvest. Amen. He's the Lord of the harvest. You have to be faithful. Doing your part. It's a, 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 a partnership. God working with his sons and daughters. Amen. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. 
Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at Bethelva.com. Thank you.